0: Welcome to Signs of Spirit, your podcast on learning how those in the spirit world communicate with you in your daily lives and how you can recognize the signs of spirit with evidential spirit medium, Jock Brokaz, founder of Afterlife Connect and president of the ASS MPI. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Signs of Spirit. Uh, I firstly want to apologise for how long this has actually taken to get put together, coupled with uh, illness and uh, various other things that was going on, and uh, how busy I was with various other projects, everything had to be put to the side. But nevertheless, we're back, and this has been a long time coming. So, what we're going to do is continue with these lessons, but I'm going to keep this podcast running forevermore and bringing in lots of different information, lots of different lessons. So, not just uh, about the 10 signs of spirit that we talked about before. It's going to go on beyond that, and I'm looking forward to that. And I'll probably bring in some guests as well, people that I trust and people that I recommend. So, anyway... We're going to talk about um, one of the major signs of spirit is in your dreams, okay? And uh, this is a question uh, that is that is on everybody's mind. You know, when, when I leave my body at night, where do I go? Um, I've been told that I go to the spirit world or I've been told that my loved ones communicate with me and I have so many signs and so many symbols and I don't understand what they all mean and... Is it only coming from me? Uh, Am I making it up? Is this real? How much can I actually trust in this? So what we're going to talk about this, and and this actually might be a a fairly long lesson, so we may break that up into a a couple of individual uh, pieces. But one of the things that that, that, um, I want to actually talk about straight away is the reality that we are all... Spirit having a human experience and not the other way around, which means that we are part of the great Creator. We are part of the great Spirit. We are part of the animating force that actually animates everything. Spirit is the animating force of all life and all matter. But of course, what you need to understand is that in the physical world, that we vibrate at a completely different rate to those in the 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 other spheres, if you like, and those in the spirit world. The vibration is completely different. So there's there's a great deal of um, misunderstanding and misconception about dreams. Now, um, Carl Jung, uh, or Carl Hung, whatever you want to actually call him, uh, he was a great proponent of uh, dream precognition and uh, intuitive messaging within dreams. And we have many, many mediums who have... Uh, had dream precognition of events, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then we have what about the people who have lost their loved ones, which is primarily what this is about? They have dreams of their loved ones, and is that only wishful thinking? Is it real? So, you know, we, we're going to cover all that. We're going to cover all that, okay, as a bridge to your intuition. Your imagination is said to be the bridge to your soul, the bridge to your intuition. So, daydreams can be quite a good thing, it's the creative aspect to yourself. It is the where your seat of creativity can actually begin to help to manifest things into reality. Okay, lucid dreams are almost like uh, you're experiencing in a real timeline. You can actually have a lucid dream where you meet a loved one, and it seems very real, and that, that's pretty and it's pretty accurate. Or you can even have a lucid dream where when you're fairly awake. I'm I'm not a big lover of uh, out of body experiences uh, unless there's some form of evidence and there's real evidence because to me anybody can induce a lucid dream state or they could induce an an, an intuitive um, aspect of themselves create a condition within themselves within their consciousness. So I'm not saying that it's it's not real, but what I'm saying is is that there has like everything there has to be a basis of reality. There has to be some evidence. We're always looking for evidence in mediumship and we're always looking for evidence in parapsychology. And so, you know, we should always be looking for evidence even in near-death experience or out-of-body experiences. And I would say there's very, very, very few of those that are real. A lot of them, I think, actually can be uh, instigated by one's ego, one's desire, emotions, point of attraction and... You know, it's almost like a young kid can believe that they're in a war zone or they can, you know, make believe that they're a superhero and and they can create because we're very powerful creative beings. We're very, very powerful creative souls. We have the ability and our natural clairvoyance to to co create and bring what we what we co create in, in the spiritual into the physical. So it it seems likely that, that sometimes uh, your daydream or sometimes what you think is an out-of-body experience can be actually created by yourself I can easily go into meditation now and create a whole atmosphere for myself so unless I can get some form of evidential uh, messages or evidential occurrence then I am one of the greatest skeptics going. Okay, so we have nightmares as well, we have recurring dreams, healing dreams, prophetic dreams and and all of these have a basis uh, in your consciousness. So your 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 nightmare could be a negative emotion, something that you've gone through, and it can also be your point of attraction. And it could also be an experience of maybe something that's been induced, for instance, drug, alcohol, something that you eat. So there's all different kinds of dreams. There's healing dreams, uh, and obviously there's, there's the dream state precognition, prophetic dreams, as, as other people call them. So we've got different type of dreams, but what we're going to be, what we're going to concentrate in is, you know, our dreams from our loved ones. Now, one of the greatest, if you like, dreamers who did get evidence was a gentleman by the name of Edgar Casey or Edgar Kai, whatever you want to understand. He was nicknamed the Sleeping Prophet. I've been very lucky to have actually sat on his, his, uh, his couch. And um, he would go into a sleep-like trance state, and it was almost like a dream. And he, there's, and many of his writings and many of his books and teachings and even his readings um, spoke about dreams. And even we have mentioned dreams in the Bible. Um, you know, the great guide Silver Birch spoke about dreams. Um, but I, Edgar Cassie is probably one of the, the The pioneers, if you like that we understand from the the dream state because he was able to go to sleep and give readings uh, and give prophecies and actually diagnose and so much more that that came because in your in his dream state he was able to tap into that uh spiritual consciousness that as he would you know people understand it as the Akashic record. So dreams and clairvoyance and creativity and everything associated with that aspect has is been a driving force, even of humanity itself, for thousands of years. Some of our greatest uh, musical composers dreamt the music into reality. Um... Some people have dreamt uh, an, an invention and they, you know they, they bring that into reality. So dreams are incredibly, incredibly powerful, okay But what actually happens what actually happens in our sleep well? That's something that we're going to talk about because what happens in our sleep? remember that we, we exist in a world of matter and that matter vibrates at a quite low rate. It is not of the same vibration uh, in terms of the spirit world. And this is one of the reasons why we often forget our dreams. Now, when we go to sleep at night, every one of us leaves our body. We go and we commune with those in the spirit world or we go and we have lessons from uh, spirit teachers Or sometimes people just go and be nosy elsewhere when they're dreaming, okay? Um, But again, there's a spiritual law of vibration that governs where we go and what we do. And, uh, you know, what we're allowed, you know, what we're allowed to see or what we're allowed to learn, etc., etc. So a lot of people will say, well, why can't I remember my dreams And this is primarily the same reason that you sometimes you can't remember your dreams because you're coming from a higher vibration to a lower vibratory state in the world of matter. And that world of matter is really dealing with most of the physical aspects of the self and the physical aspects of life. So that means that that often we are not able to recall that dream state or that dream. Now, that doesn't say that you can't learn it. You you can actually learn it. And as Silver Bitch would say, it takes a great deal of dedication and a lot of work to be able to train yourself to remember your dreams. Okay? But when we're in the spirit world, we're vibrating at a higher rate. When we come down to a lower rate and we come back to the world of matter, that high vibrational uh, aspect of ourselves, it will stay in our soul. We will always remember it in our soul and it will always be almost like written in that book. And if you like the case, it's written in the book. So it's not as if we've lost it. So even when you, you meet a loved one or you remember a loved one, you haven't lost that meeting. All it means is that when you have come back to the world of matter, you're not vibrating vib, excuse me you're not vibrating at a rate that allows you to be able to tap into that wisdom or that knowledge or to remember that particular thing. As you develop, as you gain more spiritual knowledge and wisdom, you therefore increase your vibratory rate which means that then when you do that you are able to recall certain facets of your dreams and certain facets of those meetings in the spirit world. Okay, so that's just one little quick understanding of how we may actually forget our dreams, okay now although i've 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 kind of explained how we may forget things, let me also bring into the whole reason that we are talking about this today because it's also about grief. Why can't we remember it because of grief? Well, very simply. If you remember, I said about your your higher vibration. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna lose that meeting that you had in the spirit or that dream that you had. It's gonna be, and unless it was created by an external influence, for instance, something you ate or something of your emotion or whatever it is that created the nightmare or whatever it is, you get to learn to be able to discern between spiritual dreams that actually are are involving meeting loved ones or involving your own soul or your growth, you get to recognize, you discern between what is born from the physical aspect, uh, from maybe something that has been induced within your brain. Now, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist or anything, so I'm not going to go into all of that stuff, but I do know that it has even been alluded to from the spirit world, from Great teachers like Silver, Birch, White Eagle and, and, and various other, White Feather and various other guides that have come through in the time. And also I believe Leslie Flint at some point has been has talked about these uh, dream states. Now, <laughs> but however, when you're grieving, you grieve, your grief is almost like a burden. It, it is a massive burden. It's a massive um it's a prison sentence that you've given to yourself, not because of anything you've done, but your, your emotions are running wild and you're grieving a massive loss in your life. You, you feel all that negativity of being abandoned, of being lost, of um, regret. You go through so many emotions, anger, um, you know, judgment, non-acceptance, Forgiveness, you, you you can't forgive yourself. All of these heavy emotions, think about it now, actually reduce your vibratory rate, albeit temporarily because of your grief, because it, remember, it's only temporary. It's reducing your vibratory rate, and therefore, sometimes you just won't feel that it was a real experience. Now, When your loved ones visit you from the world of spirit, which they do, when you, you know, they want to try and, if they want to try and make you realize that they're alive and they're well, then they're going to do whatever they possibly can to be able to break through that fog that you have created through your grief to let you know. And sometimes this is why we get these dreams just after someone has passed or just a little while after someone's has passed and sometimes it will last and then you know other times you you won't get them for a while it's not because they've abandoned you or anything anyway it was just that they wanted to they wanted to get that information through to you that they were alive and they wanted to get the information through that they were fine and we're going to talk about symbology in, in a little bit but you just need to understand that When your loved ones communicate in that way through a dream, think yourself very lucky. But don't be angry or feel abandoned again because you don't get it as often as you once did. Because you've got to remember that they're just trying to send you a message. They're trying to get that message through that they're alive. That there's no such thing as death. That death is merely a transition from one aspect of living in the material to just moving to the spiritual vibrations, okay? Based on the vibration that you are drawn to or uh, that you're attracted to because of the law of uh, of attraction, okay? So, it's not that you've been abandoned in any way. It's just that they've done their job. They've got their message through to you. Now, yes, loved ones can come through to to warn you about something or they can come through in your dreams... Mm -hmm. It's easier also to come through in your dreams because, in your sleep state, you have very little that hinders you within the material world. Okay, so in your sleep state, you're 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 vibrating a little bit higher. Okay, um, I mean I'm not going into the REMs and of sleep and all that kind of stuff. That's for all the the doctors and God knows what else to talk about. It does have its place, but. It's not for you to worry about uh, when you're grieving. What you need to understand, basically, is that it's at that point that your emotions are subdued, your heart rate is lowered and resting. It's the right conditions that allow the communication to take place because you're in your dream state and because you actually leave your physical body. Because, remember, you're a spirit having a human experience. The real you is a spirit. So the real you is only harboring that body for a a limited time, okay? And it's almost like you're cocooned in this vibration that holds you. So essentially what happens in your dream state, everything is heightened uh, because there is nothing in the material world that can hold you back. There's nothing in the material world that really... um, Controls that aspect of your of your consciousness. Okay, so you leave your body and join those in the spirit world or wherever you want to go. Now, I can't say that every one of you will go and meet a loved one, and I can't say that every one of you'll go and learn something. It, it really depends on a lot of factors. Okay, but the reality is is that you do meet your loved ones, and you also meet guides. Okay. But again, there's a lot to do, to be said about spiritual vibration and, and and attraction and where you actually vibrate and the level you vibrate at. Okay, so I did mention earlier that you can train yourself. Okay, um, but that takes a lot of dedication. It's not it's not just a simple case of um, trying to meditate and trying to train yourself to to, to learn your to remember your dreams. It's, it's an it's an aspect of uh, your whole life about changing the way you see things about your knowledge and your wisdom bringing all of those all of that together all those forces together that help you to increase your vibration and that help you to increase your spiritual understanding and your awareness and having that awareness uh, helps you to train the consciousness you're going to be training or retraining. Your, your consciousness to remember, okay? Um, and that's really, you know, and that's down to it, but you need to have a lot of dedication to be able to do that. But one thing I'll say is that when you have a communication from your loved ones, it's a gift. You really, really need to see it as a gift. And, and don't be down if you, you, you only have it a couple of times or even once. The fact that they've done that, please recognise... It's taking them an awful lot of energy, and a lot, awful lot to, to come through to you. Now, there's a di- di- as I said to you before, you, you've you've got to learn, you've got to discern the difference between a spirit communication in your dreams and something that may have been something physical, from eating cheese or well, I mean I don't know if there's any actual truth in eating the cheese makes your dream because I've never dreamt with eating cheese, but certain foods can trigger. Certain uh, reactions within the brain, and that brain and your brain is an amazing machine, but it can create a lucid dream and it can create um, uh, dream states. But often, when you dream like that, it doesn't really mean anything, there's just no way that you would know anything. However, when it's a kind of spiritual dream, when you're meeting with a loved one, or you're you're touching into that psychic stream, as as uh, Arthur Friendly would term it. You know, you're, you're touching into that psychic stream, um, and and you're 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 the real you. You will know in your soul. It will register in your spirit. It will register in your soul that you are having that spiritual experience. That it is not something that's of a materialistic or a material vibration. This is a real, and it's only it's known, and you would know that because you would feel it in your heart and your soul. It was you would start to question. Okay, now, okay, let me just. Uh, I'm going to take a little break, a wee second, to get a drink, drink of water, and I will be back. So here's here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. All if we want to simplify what happens when you sleep, it is your consciousness or your spirit your real self is expressed in the planes of spirit in the spirit world and you, you you for a short time you leave the material world behind because it's almost like being refreshed like having you know charging your battery so to speak because the real the real you is the spirit you it's it's not the physical you 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 that's just temporary so when we when we go to sleep it's our real soul or spirit which is not housed within the body okay so the body is at sleep it's at rest so our spirit is then expressed as it would naturally be accordant and natural law within the spirit world which that's why it's easier for spirit to make contact with us, from our loved ones to make contact with us. And the only reason, as I said, that we, we we forget is due to our grief or due to our vibrational state at that time or an emotional state or the fact that we don't register it within the material capacity of, of the material world. Okay. So remember that your, your spirit, that's the first thing that you need to know. And when your loved ones come through, the reality is, it is a real communication. And we're going to talk in a little bit about the symbology things. And I've had a couple of questions that have come through about symbology. And uh, and that'll be interesting to have a look at. But one of the things that, that that I'll say is that everyone is different. Although we have our own unique spiritual pattern, we are all part of the one whole but we all have a different signature, so to speak, okay? So, everything registers different from one person to another, okay? Okay, Okay, so, moving on, here's the thing about our dreams. Everything is symbolism, okay? Even as a medium, symbology plays a massive role. So, I have my own, if you like, dictionary of what certain things will mean based on my experiences, my knowledge, the wisdom that I've gained over the years and possibly experiences that I've had of a spiritual nature that will register in my soul. Now, if we then go back and we talk about the Bible is full of parable and full of imagery and full of symbolism, and that symbology has has changed over the years so dramatically, and, and one one meaning has been literally changed to another to suit either the uh, political rulers of the day or whatever is going on at that particular time that suits that suits man. However, you'll have a knowing of what a certain thing will mean. And if you don't know what it means now, it may come into reality later. Uh, now, Carl, Carl Jung, or Hung, as I said before, there was a statement. He, he said that dreams were the main source of all, the, all your knowledge about symbolism. Okay, But of course, you don't instantly recognize what it means. It registers in the soul. Okay, and it registers. Uh, um, you will know you all the answers. Uh, they say all the answers are within, and so what registers in the soul, you already know the answer to because you've got access to it. But in the material world, in the vibration that we exist in, that might take a long time. So we we don't really we we don't understand symbology straight away. We have to discern that and and learn that from our experiences, but. We had, for instance, one one of um, our, our members of our uh, Afterlife Connect Grief Group um, asked. Her name is Carly, and she said, for example, in my first dream two days after her mother had passed, she was she was she dreamt she was in the car and we were at lunch, um, and I told her we needed passwords since they weren't written down. She told me that she would give me them. She then stood up and told me she wanted me to have something and reached into her coat pocket and gave me a wad of money wrapped like you see in the bank. And I asked her, what's that for? And she said she wanted me to have it. Now, there's a couple of things going on here. Um, I cannot tell you exactly what that means because it will only reflect in your own experience. Now, there could be many different ways that mum came through to say that. It could have been, one, she's letting you know that she's alive and well and maybe that you were involved in something of that day that involved... Not, you know, forgetting your password or on your computer you forgot your password, or perhaps you know you were talking about something security wise with passwords and you just didn't register it in your mind then, so it can be like a form of evidential communication. Um, the 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 words of money could be, you know, in terms of your security if you're worried about your future or you were worried about something, so every symbol means something different to somebody else. It's And I can't say this is what it will 100% mean to you because although I may think, okay, that means that maybe you were looking for your passwords and you couldn't remember them, it may mean something completely different to you. It may mean something to do with security documentation with, them, with your mum or maybe it was even just her way of reaching out because you had been discussing that with someone and so she was letting you know so the the dreams the symbology within our dreams means something to us based on our experiences that we are having within our material world and our understanding of the spiritual world okay so no one can really tell you what the symbology means now that you there's lots of different websites and books that will say a spider means creativity and a wolf means protection but remember that's perception based on someone else's perception it may not resonate with you because maybe that's not how you experience it okay so one of the greatest things that you can do, and I've done this for many years, I've got like five or seven journals, I believe, that I've registered my dreams in or even my daydreams or the thoughts that come into my mind or anything because they start to show a pattern. If if you keep a little book with you or a little dream journal with you next to your bed, and I believe actually Edgar Cayce um, recommended to do this, to keep a journal by your bed, So that when, and this is a great thing for when you've just lost a loved one and you're grieving, is always to keep a little notebook with you or a little dictaphone with you, okay? Um, Because you'll be able to, when you experience something, record it. And the more that you record, the more you are gaining a pattern of intelligence that will perhaps awaken your innermost soul to what your symbology means. Or what the symbols in your dreams mean or what the message may mean. Like Carl Lung said, this symbology, you know, your soul knows what it means. So you've got to tap into that. And as as Edgar Casey would say, that when you sleep, you'll be able to tap into that, that stream, that consciousness, that spiritual element of your of the self that knows. Okay? So nobody can really tell you, you know, what the actual dream means. But you will get to register it. You will get to understand it over a period of time. I often see a lot of people asking questions in different groups and things, you know, what does this mean? What does that mean? And there are so many um, responses, but all of them are pretty much wrong unless it means something to you because it's personal, okay? For instance, when I give a sitting or I give a reading to someone, the symbology that's put into my consciousness from the spirit um, will mean something to me. And then I have to interpret that. So you have to learn to interpret your dreams based on your understanding, your knowledge, your wisdom. And, and I, of course, um, maybe you could read something and it will click. You know, maybe you'll, you'll be reading a book and you'll just, you'll see a line and something and then it'll click to back to a dream that you had and that'll mean something. So it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle that gets put together. <laughs> you know, we don't communicate in the spirit world by voice and we don't communicate by, we communicate by thought and symbology. Everything is symbology. Um... If we go back, you know, thousands of years, we we communicated on symbols on on walls um, back in the Stone Age. You know, we we've got and we've got hieroglyphics and things in Egypt. So the symbology has been a, a great uh, uh, power force within within this world. And I mean, you learn that from almost the the film that was out, um, Tom Hanks. Uh, angels and demons. Okay, so that was a great deal about how symbology meant something. So there's always a hidden meaning behind it, uh, and you know certain things like you know um, the Eye of Horus. You know that's created by man. That was there's a perception of something that that maybe they learned, but your symbology is something that you have to learn and develop yourself, and. A great As I said, especially in grief, rather than just getting the experience of a dream and a loved one meeting you and then asking everybody else what it is, think about how you can learn what it is on your own. You know, record that down. Write it in your dream journal because sooner or later, that's going to become very... Uh, your intuition, your intuition, which is like your compass or your soul okay is is the real you it's your guiding force okay you, you intuition teaches you but you don't teach intuition okay so <coughs> excuse me so one of your things is is you'll begin to know what that actually means, and you can register that for yourself, okay. So and, and like uh, you know, one of our other members, uh, Kathy, she was wondering why she she had so many visits from her loved ones, and then all of a sudden they stopped. Well, that goes back if you if you go back and watch the little video that I did in the group, you'll understand that they're alive, and so they have a life, and they don't always need to come through, okay. They don't, you know, they've got their message through. They've let you know they're alive. They can't just keep coming. It's like you're waiting on them. There's there's also in grief, there's a selfishness, like I said, in grief. Because we expect them to be at our beck and call. We expect them to come to us. And we don't realise that they've got a new life. And whilst they're still communicating with you and the bonds of love are still there, they still have a new life in the spirit world. So we need to realise that, that one it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't see them, okay? When we, like I said, in the dream state, when we go to sleep, we leave our bodies, we meet our loved ones, and so even though you haven't remembered it, even though you feel those dreams have stopped, it doesn't necessarily mean that you've not actually been meeting them in the spirit world when you go to sleep. Just know that you have, and that should bring you a little bit of comfort. And maybe one day, you'll, you know, they'll visit you again and you'll get that uh, dream... You know, you'll get that back. <laughs> but sometimes they just, it's very simple. Sometimes, you know, they've got things to do. They're, they're living their life. Excuse me, I've got another wee drink. Okay, so here's the other thing. What about prophetic dreams? What about when loved ones are coming through to warn you or you're learning someone? Well, there's two ways of thinking of this. One, it can also mean that, is, as Edgar Casey would say, you've left your spirit you've left your material body behind your spirit body is now within that psychic stream you're in that, that that connection to the divine source and so you're able to tap into information this is from you yourself your higher consciousness is able to tap information within the acacia or within um, your your soul's information of maybe occurrences of maybe events of maybe um, choices etc. that have been made. So that would come from yourself. The other thing that can happen is that loved ones can come through to maybe warn you of something impending, and that then comes from them. And and that, of course, that's governed by spiritual law. If 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 it's allowed, and you know, it's it's part of your destiny that you continue in a certain way. And maybe an event would stop that. Then they would warn you to take evasive action. So spirit will come through and warn you. But again, you will know. Okay, you will know. So there's two ways that the, the prophecy can happen: one by you tapping into that soul power, that psychic force, that psychic stream, and two uh, by you, you, you yourself meeting with your loved ones or your loved ones coming through to warn you of something that is not within your destiny or. That will save you from maybe making a wrong decision, or maybe some other people's free will—excuse me, free will decisions—have caused them to um, change that pattern of that destiny that you had. So that's an, that's an, another reason why your loved ones and things will come through. Basically, what it boils down to, though, is we all dream. We don't always remember our dreams, but our loved ones can come through in our dreams. They give us messages. They let us know that we're alive. Sorry, they let us know that they're alive. And they, they, they send us love and information through there. So there's there's lots of things that you can think about. You can even... Here's the thing. I know of people who have daydreamed and felt their loved ones, and that's almost like a, a dream state communication, okay? Okay? But there's so much information out there on dreams. And again, it's all based on perception. If we learn what our friends in the spirit world teach us about the dream state, if we learn what our our, major guides like Silver, Birch, White, Eagle, people, you know, spirit guides like that, that have come through to teach us through trans communication and trans states, then, you know, every piece of knowledge and wisdom that we gain helps us to raise our vibration even more so that we can tap into that soul stream, that spirit stream, and learn um, the language of the soul, if you like. That's what it's about, learning the language of the soul. So if you have a dream about your loved one and your loved one comes through, be absolutely blessed and, and be thankful that it has happened. But don't just have the expectation that's going to keep happening all the time because they've got a life to lead. Okay? But you can learn to remember your dreams by analyzing your life, your emotional point of attraction, your emotional state, and working on yourself. Because if you work on yourself, you're raising your vibration that much higher and you're helping to deal with your grief easier. You'll be amazed at how you 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 would learn communication from the other side just by keeping a journal. I mean, you can keep a grief journal, and that's something we'll talk about in another lesson. But I, I mean, I could teach about dreams for hours and hours and hours, but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to bore you, but we'll we'll maybe do a second part to this and maybe add to it. ...so that we can teach you a little bit more about the dream state and our loved ones reaching out to us and symbology. But remember, and Carly, when you're listening to this, the symbology is very much down to you. It's down to your experiences and it's down to um, your knowledge and your wisdom. And the greater knowledge and wisdom that you gain, the more understanding you'll have of those communications... When you work on yourself, and I have a, I'm constantly working on myself. My wife's constantly working on herself. We're always working on ourselves to, 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 to be a service and to make ourselves uh, more adept at attuning at to those in the spirit or more adept to, to the knowledge that comes from the spirit world. But have an awareness of you because your power comes from spirit and spirit is within you. So you are spirit, okay? You have to call upon your divine power and your divine authority. When you're grieving, that's not so easy. So you don't remember these things. But remember there's a difference in the vibration, as I said before. Sometimes we forget these things because um, we haven't really forgotten. It is registered within our soul. Every meeting we have with our loved ones is registered within our soul. But just because we come back to this material world, we often don't remember what we've experienced in the spirit, but it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't as real as it is now. So just take that into, you know take that in your stride and realize that every night you're probably meeting with your loved ones. You're learning something from the spirit world. And don't worry if you don't remember them, because the more you develop, the easier things will become. And the easier grief becomes to deal with when you recognize the power of your own soul and the ability that you have to join with those in the world of spirit in love and in harmony. God bless, ladies and gentlemen.